0: It's the e-commerce masterplan podcast. Here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently. By cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Master Plan World. Welcome to our latest podcast. It is an absolute pleasure to have you listening to us. I'm Chloe Thomas, creator of the e-commerce master plan. I'm an author, speaker and consultant, and I focus on e-commerce business strategy and marketing. Following on from last week's update from the Internet Retailing Conference, I'm bringing you another conference update. So again, instead of an interview with an e-commerce business person, I'm bringing you more hot off the press e-commerce updates. All these updates come from conferences I've attended in the last two weeks. It's been a mighty busy last two weeks. Um, so first up we've got the e-delivery conference which was the day before the internet retailing event that I updated you on last week. Then uh, on last Wednesday I was at uh, the TCOMS Power to the Customer in Romania which is an event I was invited over to speak at. And the third one I'm going to be giving you updates from today is the Direct Commerce Association's Autumn Conference in London just near Hyde Park and it was beautiful being there last thursday and the direct commerce association is the uk mail order industry so catalogues and online and a certain amount of tv as well as per last week i've looked through all my notes conversations stand information and the rest and summarized it down into what the smaller retailer can take from each conference this isn't just a conference review this is my distillation of the key themes and takeaways to bring you the smaller e-commerce business person the ideas that will help you with your business over the coming year And of course, well into 2016. I'll be covering the three conferences today in chronological order. So in the order in which I attended them. And for each, I'm going to explain a bit more about the conference, then dive into the key lessons from it. Trying to keep it nice, short and bitey for you. So as ever, if you have any questions about this or want more details about anything we're talking about in today's podcast, just get in contact with me via ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash contact. So first up, our e-delivery conference. On the 13th of October in London, uh, I attended the first ever e-delivery conference. This is a brand new conference from the team that bought you, the Internet Retailing Conference. And Ian Jindal, the editor of Internet Retailing Magazine, as he said in 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 his intro speech, they created it because all the innovation is happening on the supply chain side. In fact, they only had the idea for this conference in January, so it's kind of a little bit hot off the press. I covered some of the content in the in last week's Internet Retailing Conference update, so all the bits about Shop Direct. And the Black Friday information is going to be in a special bonus series of Christmas tips we're producing in partnership with eSeller. That one will be available later this week. Very exciting and more about that series later. So the key topics I'm going to run through from the eDelivery Conference are, first off, the on-demand generation and the need for speed. Secondly, uh click and collect, and thirdly, customer preferences first up, the on demand generation and this was a talk given by Matt Brady, who was the uh, the founding marketing director, I think it was of just Eat, which is an online ordering service for any takeaway. So lots of individual food takeaway outlets sign up to that. And as a consumer, you go on, you pick what sort of food you want, and they deliver within 45 minutes. He's now at a business he's founded called Rock Pampas Scissors, which delivers kind of last-minute haircuts and beauty sessions. It's an interesting new concept. I think it's only just got off the ground. And he was talking about the youth or millennial generation and how they expect everything at the moment they want it. And they want it there fast. So they want to be able to just go, actually, I w- that's what I want. And I want it now. And that this is because, you know, they've got used to things like Uber in the world of taxis. Netflix in the world of films and TV. Tinder uh, in dating. Just eat in food. Expedia. Did you know Expedia? Half of um, Expedia's bookings on any specific day for hotels are for that night. So last minute. Um, And this generation, the the youth generation, will fly into a city and just book the hotel when they get there. They're very much living on the fly, as it were. They expect things to be there when they want them and they're willing to pay for that level of service. However, what I would say about that is I wouldn't, I I think he's totally right, but... I take from that that everyone's starting to be like this on-demand generation. It's not really a generational piece. I mean, my parents recently headed up to Scotland. They're in their uh, 60s and they just drove up to Scotland and they found a hotel the first night, found a hotel the second night and so forth. Now, they're a long way from the millennial generation in terms of age and experience and all the rest of it. Um, So it's actually this kind of on-demand piece and expecting to get it as you want it can actually be quite cross-generational. So I think it's more about, as we were talking about in last week's podcast, about providing good service and the service which customers want. And that's going to vary from brand to brand to brand. We're going to talk a little bit more about that shortly, too. So be ready for people wanting it faster. They certainly aren't going to be accepting those 28 delivery schedules we used to talk about in mail order a mere five, six years ago. So next up for the topic for the e-delivery conference is click and collect. Unsurprisingly, this was a big topic at the conference. Um, Click and collect for our international uh, audiences, because I know it's not called this necessarily in every territory, and it can also not exist in some territories, as I found out this week as well. Um, Click and collect is where someone orders from the website and then they pick the goods up, either from the retailer's own physical stores and outlets, Or from lockers or convenience stores and so forth. So you order and then you collect it later at the time of your choosing. It was Will Lockie of Evans Cycles, which is, um, who was talking about all this. Now Evans Cycles, they are an online retailer and physical store retailer of bicycles, strangely enough. So mountain bikes, road bikes, all those kind of, all the sorts that you get on and pedal yourself. They turn over about £20 million per year online. That's going to be in excess of $40 million a year online. They put up their first transactional website in 99. They've been doing what they called ship to store since 2005, where they'd ship it from the warehouse to a local store for customers to pick it up. And they went to what Will was referring to as true click and collect um, in 2013. And what he meant by true click and collect is that they exposed the stock of the actual store into the system. So if it's you know the Birmingham store that you want to order from, you can see that the Birmingham store has it in stock and it'll be available for you later that same day. So that's a, what he was describing as true click and collect. 50% of their orders are click and collect. It's something that customers love. Um, as we know from many other retailers, we know click and collect is a big story at the moment, it be, simply because it's so convenient. Now, obviously, to be able to do true click and collect, in the words of Will Lockie, you need to have your own store footprint. However, in the UK market, you no longer need to have your own store in order to be able to offer a click and collect service there are several suppliers who have um, either networks of uh, shops and outlets that will that subscribe to their system as in the case of Collect Plus who operate throughout the UK with lots of convenience stores and corner shops Um, and then you've got the likes of In Post who set up sets of lockers where you can go and pick up any time with the right codes and everything so it's it's quite exciting in the UK that you don't need to have your own um, your own shops to do this, which actually makes it open as an opportunity for everybody. So it can be relatively straightforward to, to adopt this. So I think it's something which most sizes of business are going to want to be having in their list of things to consider in 2016. Of course, first discover if your customer wants it and then you could look at rolling it out in some way or format for them to be able to use it. Okay, customer preference. Then our third topic from the e delivery conference, and this is one which we've pretty much already covered in Click and Collect and in um, our first section on on the on demand generation. And of course, this is something we discussed in the IRC update last week as well. So I cannot express enough or emphasise enough, even that listening to your customer and providing the service and the options they want is really important. There was, um, who we have, we had Ian Kaminsky of InPost, who I've just mentioned, the click and collect specialist. We had Dave Crellin, who's head of online operations development at Sainsbury's, which is a big UK grocery store uh, or supermarket. Um, We had Shop Direct as well. All of these were saying that you must build what the customer wants create the delivery options that match the customer requirements in fact in fact one of them said that what you really need to do is to offer the right options for each customer relevant to the product they want at that specific moment in time now that's a lot of different variables but it doesn't need to you know you don't need to make it hugely complicated shop direct ask the customer what they want and therefore they focus on Uh, the click and collect option, because that's what the consumers wanted. They're not worried about pushing back the cutoff time for next day delivery because their customer told them they're not too bothered by that. The customer's also not too bothered about same day, so they've also not invested in that. So it just helps you really to focus in on the right elements if you ask ask the customers what sort of delivery they're after. Um, And also Getting good delivery can have a big old impact on your customer service. Justin Lodge, the head of customer experience at Wiggle, another online bike retailer, how bizarre, uh, they do 60 to 70 orders a week. And he said 50% of all customer service contacts are about delivery. That is a huge amount of overhead and effort. So you need to make sure that you're offering your customers a good quality service that's easy for them to them to use and to receive parcels from, so as you are getting, um, you are lowering the amount of admin you've got to do in servicing those orders because that will save you money. So, the cheapest courier is not always the best courier because, in the customer's mind, that courier represents your brand. Um, a few bits of random knowledge I gained at the e delivery conference is um, that different countries respond to different delivery methods. So, the Germans in particular love a locker scenario in the world of click and collect. Um, customer segmentation. Uh, Evans Cycles do this based on cycling ability. So they segment their customers based on whether they're new to cycling, professional cycling, uh, you know, into triathlons and all that kind of stuff, which I thought was a really interesting way of doing it. So never be scared to, to be a bit creative with your customer segmentation methods. And finally, Deckers Outdoor did quite an interesting se- session about forecasting. So trying to predict how many orders are going to come in at any particular point in time. Oh, for those of you who don't know, Deckers Outdoor's Run a number of different uh, footwear brands across the world, including the famous Ugg Boot. And they were saying that forecasting, despite their size and resources and all the rest of it, remains a black art. I mention this just to. to To help you all realise that even the big boys find forecasting difficult, which is always quite nice to know for reassurance purposes. And they say it's difficult because there's just so many external influences um, in the world of fashion, you know, from the weather and fashion trends and all the rest of it. They also another little interesting tidbit from them. They have new products dropping every month, and at peak, they're dropping new product in weekly. So also, don't ever underestimate the power of new as a message to get the customer to buy. Overall, I thought the e delivery conference was a really interesting um, setup. For its first year, unsurprisingly, it was a bit quiet, but I think it will definitely keep growing. And I'd be very surprised if they don't run one next year because it's such an exciting area. But next year, I'd like to see people talking about the power of the parcel itself. Uh, most of the content was focused on customer service and the act of the delivery rather than the box and its contents. you know. Because there's a huge amount you can do with your box to make sure, you know, the parcel itself to really encourage that repeat purchase uh, and make your customers feel more involved with your brand. As I mentioned briefly earlier this week we're starting a three-part bonus series with eSeller.net called Christmas 2015 Tips. The second one of these is going to be all about why your delivery strategy matters this Christmas and you'll be able to get hold of that one on the 5th of November. This week's is all about Black Friday and what you should be doing about Black Friday and that will be out on Thursday the 29th. So um keep your eyes peeled for those they're just going to be delivered in, along with the rest of the podcast as per normal and on the website so you'll 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 know about them um, but i just let you know those are coming up so as you know there's going to be a little bit more content for uh, from us over the next 3 weeks so next up then Tcom's power to the customer earlier this year i was invited to speak in Romania at the Tcom conference in Kludge and I do like to go to an e-commerce conference and I do love to speak on a stage, so I did jump at the chance to head over there and to spread the e-commerce master plan message to a new country. Uh, The presentation I gave was the powerful opportunity for e-commerce success in 2016 and I ran through some kind of tactical opportunities and some strategic opportunities. The video should be available soon and as soon as I know that's live, I will publish it on the website, etc., so you can all have a listen in yourselves. It was my first time in Romania, such a beautiful country and lovely people, and I'm hoping to be back there in 2016 for another TCOM conference in Bucharest. Um, Unfortunately, I was only at the conference for about three quarters of the day as I had to fly back to the UK for the Direct Commerce Association conference that I'm going to update you about shortly. But next time, I'm definitely going to try and stick around for the whole conference and t- to understand a bit more about Romania as well. I don't don't like to just dive into country and run off again. It's always better if I can spend a bit of time there getting to know the culture and the people. Anyway, enough of that. That's very much not about e-commerce. So the key topics um, I want to take you through from TECOM are, first off, I thought what I learned about Romanian e-commerce because um, we have people from all over the globe listening to this podcast. And I know some of you will be looking at countries to potentially be outsourcing to or to be um, to be expanding your business into. So I thought if I tell you what I learned about Romanian e-commerce, that'd be quite a good starting point for this one. Then uh, there was an amazing presentation from Nikita from La Moda, a Russian business. So I want to tell you about that because I think that's possibly one of the most exciting things I've heard about this year. There you go, that's exciting for you. and. That will keep you listening for the next 5-10 minutes. Um, And then thirdly, a very quick update on Google Analytics, Universal Analytics, potential for e-commerce, which is kind of more of a warning um, than anything else. So what did I learn about Romanian e-commerce? Well, it's a really youthful industry, a very young industry, both in terms of the people. I would say the great majority of the audience were in their 20s and 30s, which I feel is quite different to what I experience at events in the UK and the US. And it's also an industry that's very much at an early stage of development, partly due to the consumers in the country, so the customers in the country. As an industry, they are very very dollar and euro fluent. They're not on the euro. Their currency is the, the lay, despite the fact they're in the um, European Union. Uh, but they're not uh, part of the euro network. However, they are very used to talking in euros and in American dollars as well. So eager to learn. Uh, it was uh, It was phenomenal watching them, you know, just really absorb everything that was going on and a very english speaking area too i mean i don't think i met anyone who couldn't speak english almost better than i can so i was it, it was quite amazing to be talking in a foreign country where there are translators available but where pretty much everyone in that audience is listening to the english not the translated into romanian absolutely phenomenal really interesting experience they have a couple of very big retailers over there, and I'll link to these in the show notes, uh, which you can get at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash autumn 2015. There is Best Kids, who do all kinds of products that involve children uh, and babies. and they're... Then we also heard from IKEA, who have a business in Romania, and Altext. Who are, or even Altex, I should pronounce it properly, who do electronics, um, a big electronics retailer with both physical stores and an online opportunity. Um, the big challenges, I think, in the world of Romanian e commerce are delivery. Um, there's no open to everyone click and collect option, but those stores who are able to offer it, such as Altex, it has huge impact for them. I mean, Altex do same day in towns where, where they have a store. They'll do same day delivery and they offer a full click and collect option. There was a lot of talk about cross-channel integration, just as there is everywhere at the moment, you know, dealing with consumers hopping between screens. To be honest, generally, most of what we were talking about were very similar themes to, to the rest of the world. Um probably the biggest difference is what is the consumer understanding of e-commerce on two particular levels. One, they don't understand they have a right to returns. So they're a bit scared of ordering online because they don't think they can send the goods back and get a refund. Um, and secondly, credit cards are quite new over there and they're a bit scared of them. I mean, uh, one of the retailers was saying that, that it's fairly normal to get only 25% of your sales via credit card the rest is kind of payment on delivery or installments and so forth and actually Mastercard were talking in one of the sessions and they were saying they did a survey to try and work out why Romanians weren't happy using credit cards online and the number one reason was that they're scared they'll enter the details wrongly they'll fill in a box wrongly Um, so if they 're kind of quite basic issues, but they're also ones that should be fairly straightforward for the industry to solve through some educational activity. I mean best kids are trying to do do something on their own by incentivizing people to use credit cards. So if you pay with a credit card, you get a voucher for a discount or free packaging, packaging on your next order. So I thought you know it's quite a clever way to to start pushing it as an individual retailer, but I think the the big opportunity for for them and the big change is going to come when the whole industry starts working together to educate the consumer as to how these things work. Um, so LaModa, um, and I'll put a link to this company as well on uh, the show notes for you. To my shame, I knew nothing of LaModa. Nikita Kizalev, um came over from Russia to discuss what they've done and how they've built their B2C business so well that they are now helping other retailers launch into Russia. I was basically in awe of everything he was talking about. I'm going to give you the quick highlights um, because my main message here is that if you're considering international expansion, use La Moda to do it. Um, But let me tell you why I was in in awe of them. They stock over a thousand fashion brands. They sell fashion, beauty and accessories, totaling over two million SKUs. Their warehouse is capable of holding eight million SKUs. So just a little bit of space to grow. Um, They dispatch 99.99% of all orders within 24 hours of it being placed. 70% of their customers can order next day. And for some, the cutoff for next day delivery is midnight. They do same day delivery throughout Moscow. um, And they have their own fleet of couriers who operate a three hour delivery slots, slot system seven days a week. That's pretty amazing. I thought I was kind of like, wow, this is beyond what most businesses in the Western world are anywhere close to achieving, um, and the whole business as well is focused on customer service. That's how they're growing. They ran a survey for customers asking what stops you from buying our product types online, i.e., fashion, beauty, etc. Then they worked their way through each of the issues and solved them. So number one issue was that you can't touch the item. So Wherever you take the delivery, whether it's a guy coming to the door with it or whether you go to one of their collection shops, because they have their own collection shops as well with fitting rooms, you're able to try on right there and then. The courier will wait at the door whilst you try on the items. Yes, I said that. The courier will wait at the door whilst you go and try on all the items you bought, decide what you want to keep, bring it down. They process the refund and you pay for what you're keeping at the door with the courier just waiting for you phenomenal customer service and really does take the pain out of I can't touch it before I buy it. They also run a 365 day returns period on all items too to you know remove that fear factor. They are a huge huge business so most of you won't won't be able to come anywhere close to uh, duplicating what they do. But what you can do is you can ask your customers what their challenges are from buying from you and fix it. Like we were talking last time about removing the friction, doing the basics well it's not rocket science, um, and if you're considering international expansion, take a look at Lamoda and their route into Russia, because they'll pretty much enable you to use however many or few of their services as you want, and you can use them as a marketplace too. Last update from TCOM and very quickly, is about the power of Universal Analytics. Um, Russell Sutton from the UK's Conversion Works covered this topic, and his business mainly works with massive businesses like M&S and Wiggle, the cycle cycle retailers and various others of that size both in and outside e-commerce the things he he gave the first presentation i've seen that really does explain in a way you can grasp the power of universal google analytics however i spoke to him afterwards because we were getting the same plane back to the uk um Even the businesses he's working with are barely implementing any of this at the moment. Now, you might think, well, great, that's an opportunity for us. But actually, although it's really sexy and really cool, a lot of what you can do with this, like um, you can map the basket process, automatically create lists for remarketing. So um, M&S, Marks and Spencers, are using it in the UK to um, notice when someone's abandoned their basket for buying flowers and then they use remarketing lists for search advertising in Google AdWords to then bid really strongly on the word flowers so they come up first and that kind of stuff. Now it's really cool but it's really complicated and given the big boys haven't yet implemented it I'm kind of going to leave it there and not tell you very much more about it but I promise you that I am keeping on top of it and when it gets to the point where there's some small pieces of it where I can give you some advice and some guidance on how to put that in place in your business to make a difference. And I've to see some case studies on the numbers of all of this. Then I will be bringing that to you. So don't you worry about it. Uh, I'm going to worry about it for you. And I will bring it to you uh, later in 2016 because right now it's just going to be a distraction. So I guess the overall thing from TECOM was that very much it fit in, fits in with the rest of the e-commerce world. I mean, there's some few few issues as we've run through, but generally speaking, it felt like an e-commerce conference and it was really good to be there. Next up, and finally, is our, my update on the Direct Commerce Association's autumn conference. I've been a member of the Direct Commerce Association in one form or another for the best part of the last 10 years, they are lovely, friendly people um, who are always really willing to help and share with the newcomers into the fold. Uh, they, this includes several of our podcast guests, um, such as uh, Martin from Muck Munchers, Andrew from Allergy Best Buys. And a handful of others were all there, and as I discovered yesterday oh, i 'm recording this the day after that conference, so as I discovered yesterday the lovely uh, the lovely Kate from party pieces so hello Kate, because I know you're cause you 're listening because she told me you wait expectantly for these for these episodes each Monday, so um it was lovely to to hear you getting excited about the podcast. They offer a very... The DCA conference, you get a very different type of content that really is only available there. There's a lot of talk about direct mail. There's a lot of clever people in the room on the data side. It's generally the owners of the businesses who are there. So you get some really interesting debates. And it is all about the mail order industry in the UK. So a lot of catalogs and the Royal Mail was there and so forth. I think there must have been about maybe 150, 200 people there yesterday. Um, And... But essentially, a lot of the the conversation is behind closed doors stuff, which is great for getting an understanding of what's going on in the the marketplaces. But um, I can't repeat that, strangely enough, on this podcast. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk through a couple of the themes that came out. Um, So this one's going to be a bit more of a quick fire update than the other two conferences. First up, I thought this was really fascinating. Um, Copywriting. There was an interview done on stage with Angus from Hotel Chocolat, which is possibly the most impressively branded and product strong product business I've come across in quite a long time. They have their main business is selling um, chocolate, beautiful chocolate, but they started off mail order. They now have a you know, fantastic website, great shops, hot, a hotel in St Lucia. They grow their own cocoa beans now. Uh, they're now brewing alcoholic beverages. They're getting into superfoods, all linked into the world of chocolate. Fascinating business with a really beautiful and strong, strongly developed brand. During his interview, they started a little discussion during the Q&A about whether it's possible to delegate copywriting. As the owner of a multi-million pound business, is it possible to delegate the copywriting because it's such a key part of the brand? The general um, consensus was no, it's not. Um, and I was very surprised by how many of the business owners in the room were still heavily involved in the writing of their own copy for their catalogs, for their direct mail, for the website and so on and so forth. So I just thought I'd bring that to you because that was something which came as a surprise to me. And um, I guess it's something for all of you to think about before you, you know, tread carefully if you're going to delegate or outsource the copywriting for your business. Because it's really critical to building your brand and, and making sure people understand who you are and where you're coming from. Second up, data cooperatives. Um, I know these don't exist in all countries. I was in Ireland earlier this year and they don't have them, but they certainly exist in the UK and I know they exist in America. This is where retailers all put their database into a cooperative and then that database gets manipulated and mined to help them find, usually to find new cold lists to mail or to email what um, Dylan Jenkins of Epsilon Abacus was taking us through, which is one of the co-ops in the UK, is that actually increasingly people are now taking the data from the um, the co-op and using it to mine their existing database, to, so to decide which of those older reactivation segments they're going to be emailing and mailing, and the messages they're sending to people by looking at, well, we've got X thousand people who haven't interacted with us in the last 24 months, but we can tell from the the, uh, Epsilon Abacus data that half these people have been actively shopping with other mail order businesses, so they're probably a hotter prospect, and certainly that's what the results he shared with us show. So um, DataCops is quite an interesting and complex area. I know Dylan would be happy to hear from anyone who's who's heard this in the UK and wants to have a conversation with him about it. Um, So if anyone really wants to get involved with DataCops, which I think are an awesome Um, Routes to to growth, uh, please do get in contact via com forward slash contact or go direct to Epsilon Abacus and ask to speak to Dylan and um, someone will be able to help you out with that. Next up then, DRTV, which is direct selling from television. Huge growth area, this one in the UK. Um, Probably, they talked a lot about the long way in. So, creating your own ads and putting that up. And of course, we covered that in the podcast with um, Phil Haslam of Guthy Renker uh, a few weeks back. He was there as well at the conference, Um, didn't quite manage to speak to him. So if you're listening, Phil, hello. And sorry, I didn't say hello to you yesterday. They were talking a lot about that, that kind of the long way in the full on route. And they actually gave uh, a couple of really important tips on this if you're going to go down that route one you need a stream of products because each product has a fairly short lifespan you've got to keep bringing out more products think um uh, jlm if you want to see what sort of thing you should be doing you need to be able to do if you want to make that work for you the second one is you need to have those products being stocked in retailers because seven out of every 10 sales come through the retail channel and if you don't have the retail channel you don't get those seven sales you only get 30% of what you get if you were going through retail so it's a really complex thing to get involved with plus the entry cost for your first tv advert test is around about the £40,000 mark so it's quite financially complex as well or quite financially um, needy as well Um, So the easy way in is to get your products onto one of the TV shopping channels like QVC or similar and have one of those hour long slots, which I think for a lot of businesses could be a very good, um, good angle to go down. Next up, and finally, my final little, uh, little quick topic update, quick fire topic update from the Direct Commerce Association conference is that um, humans like post as in the mail that comes through the door. Uh, the Royal Mail, strangely enough, has quite an angle on trying to convince us of this. But the stats they were showing in the videos they were showing were really quite impressive. Now, they showed, I think um, I think the talk took, a, took at least 30 minutes, if not 40 minutes, this particular one. But really, it just boiled down to people really like receiving post. Because um, uh, they've recently run a survey on how people respond to and feel about the mail that comes through the door. And the simple message is people like post. And if they value what you send them, they are highly likely to take a positive action and that will usually involve spending money. There also seems to be in another one of the sessions, there's an awful lot of um, pure play online only businesses now testing out direct mail in one form or another. If you're considering doing that, come along to the next DCA event, um, say hi to me and I will introduce you to people who can make that work really really well for you the suppliers that you need to to get the right deals and the right paper the right print the right design and all the rest of it um so more than happy to do that for anyone who who comes along to one of those conferences or you know drop me an email if you want if you want introductions my overall point of view on the dca conference was as always it was great fun Uh, it was very informative i learned a huge amount every time i learned so much um And if you're a smaller retailer, it's definitely the one of all the ones I've talked about over the last two weeks, I would recommend you to go along to. The ticket price is very reasonable. The content quality is very great. And even the guys running the biggest businesses in the room are very happy to offer you advice and help, um, which quite often even extends to going and meeting them at their offices to talk through what you're up to and see how you can help each other. Um, It's a very, very good, good event or series of events, because they held them throughout the year, so I've learned so much over the last two weeks. I'm very much looking forward to spending a whole week, week in the office. So if you, anyone who's listening is interested in appearing as one of our guests on the podcast, please do get in contact with us because we've got lots of availability for interviews next week. I'm afraid we won't say, say yes to everybody. Um, but if you think you've got an interesting e-commerce story to tell, please do get in contact as, um, as we love having interesting stories on the podcast. Master Plan World, I've put the relevant links and a top line summary on the show notes page for you, which you can find at com forward slash autumn 2015. Or just go to the website, click on the podcast tab, use the search box, etc, etc. I hope you've re- you've enjoyed these last two alternatives to the usual interviews. Please do let me know what you think about them, what you like, what you don't like, if you want to hear more of this sort of thing or if you'd rather we just stuck to the interviews because I love to hear your fa- feedback. Um, you'll find out all the ways to contact me at com forward slash contact. As one of our subscribers, if you're enjoying the e-commerce master plan podcast, please do share it with your e-commerce friends. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, over a coffee, over a pint, over dinner. We don't really mind. I don't really mind how you share it. Just would be great to get some more people listening because I know those of you who are listening are finding it really, really valuable. Um, And also, we've just published my brand new ebook, How to Get More Customers to Your Website, and it's available exclusively and for free. Yes, all 11 pages of great advice for growing your e-commerce business are available for free on the website. So just head over to the website. You should see the sign-up form. It's on most pages of the site. If you can't see it, just go up to the freebies section in the top nav and you'll find it. Well, everyone, I hope you have a fantastic week. I hope these updates from the conferences prove useful to you and have saved you some time and effort and brought you some good tips. And of course, as always, make sure you keep optimizing. Cheers. Bye. Thank you for listening to the eCommerce Master Plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.